So about two weeks back now, we made a video about India's top 10 loss-making startups. And in retrospect, it probably would have made more sense for us to make this video first, India's top 10 profitable startups. Because while burning through tons of venture capital and losing a lot of money along the way is the norm in the world of startups, not just in India, but internationally, it's significantly more impressive when a startup is able to generate profits. And specifically, lots of profits. I'm talking about more than a million dollars in profits. Which is why the startups that I'm going to be talking about today are worthy of your attention. They're worth your time. And I hope you enjoy learning about them as much as I have. So starting things off at number 10, we have Bengaluru-based D2C mattress brand Wakefit. So back in 2015 when Wakefit was founded, online mattress shopping wasn't really a thing here in India. But there was definitely latent demand, which is what enabled Wakefit to achieve profitability in less than six months. By the end of the financial year of 2017, their profits stood at 36 lakh rupees, which isn't a lot, but it was a sign of things to come. Now, to accelerate their growth, Wakefit has raised $34 million over the years, much of which they've spent on marketing and advertising. And by doing this while also offering amazing mattresses and other types of furniture, which is all manufactured in-house, they've been able to grow their customer base to half a million people. And they sell upwards of 1,500 mattresses every single day. Oh, and their profits as of the financial year of 2020 were 197 crore rupees. Next up at number nine, we have Faridabad-based omni-channel eyewear retailer Lenscart. Now, unlike Wakefit, which was profitable pretty much from the start, Lenscart only achieved profitability in the financial year of 2020, nearly a decade after it was founded in 2010. Now, does this mean that they couldn't have achieved profitability sooner? Not necessarily. See, Lenscart is planning to go public very soon, and achieving profitability is one of the measures that they've taken to ensure that their IPO goes smoothly. Up until this point, the company has been prioritizing growth over profits, and their investors have supported them in this strategy. They've raised 555 crore rupees over the years to cover costs like their 750 offline retail locations, employee benefits, and advertising. Moving on to number eight, we have Bengaluru-based payment startup Cash Free, which was founded in 2015 and has been profitable ever since their first year of operations. Now, in case you haven't heard of Cash Free before, they are a full-stack payment solution built for businesses. They offer a payment gateway, commission splitting, auto collection, and payouts. And if you want to know more about this stuff, we'll be putting a link in the pinned comment down below. But for now, all you need to know is that they've got more than 50,000 businesses using their services, and they're running it all with a team of just 130 people. So that's how they've been able to stay profitable. They are a lean startup. And this is something that they learned at Y Combinator. They were selected for the summer 2017 batch and learned a lot from the experience. After graduating from YC, their profits stood at 1.4 crore rupees. But 
Since then, that number has increased by nearly 14x to 19.5 crore rupees. Coming in at number 7 now, we have India's most valuable SaaS startup at the time of us filming this video, Mumbai-based BrowserStack, which is another one of those startups that's been profitable since day one. Basically, with BrowserStack, you can test your app or your website on real devices and web browsers. Think of it as a device lab like this one that you can access from anywhere. Now, to actually set up this kind of lab is pretty expensive. BrowserStack currently gives you access to more than 2,000 devices and browsers, and this is real hardware that they have to pay for. But thanks to the enthusiasm from their customers, they were actually able to bootstrap their startup from 2011 when the company was founded until 2018. And during that span of time, they also didn't spend a single rupee on marketing. It was all word of mouth. Of course, to accelerate their growth, they did end up raising funds. And so far, investors have pumped $250 million into the startup at a valuation of $4 billion. These funds, along with their loyal customer base of more than 2 million developers, have enabled them to rake in profits totaling 28 crore rupees. Next up in number 6, we have Gurugram-based SME lending startup iFinance, which has been profitable since the financial year of 2018. But it took them about 4 years and several million dollars from investors to get there. See, when iFinance was founded in July of 2013, only about 4% of India's 57.7 million small businesses had access to loans from India's banking sector. And the reason for this was twofold. Banks were hesitant to issue loans to these businesses because they were considered high risk. And these businesses, in turn, rarely attempted to even apply for loans from banks because they knew that they would probably be rejected. This created a cycle that iFinance had a hard time breaking at first, but the harder they tried, the more progress they made. And today, they've dispersed loans worth more than 4,000 crore rupees to 2 lakh small businesses across India, generating profits worth 40,000 crore rupees. Moving on to number 5, we have another SME lending startup, this one based out of Ahmedabad, called Lending Cart. And their profitability story is actually very similar to that of iFinance. The startup was founded in 2014, they raised a bunch of money, and eventually, they achieved profitability in the financial year of 2019. To date, LendingCart has dispersed loans totaling 5,500 crore rupees to more than 1 lakh small businesses across India, generating profits worth 42 crore rupees. Coming in at number 4, we have Gurugram-based B2B e-commerce and lending startup of business, which at the time of us filming this video, is scheduled to become a unicorn pretty soon at a valuation of $1.5 billion. Now, like LendingCart and iFinance, of business's core business is lending to SMEs, but they do it in a slightly different way, through purchase financing. See, of business is also a B2B e-commerce platform. So when they give you a loan, that's money that they're giving you to spend on this e-commerce platform. On this platform, you'll find aggregated raw materials like steel, polymers, cement, chemicals, textiles, stuff like that. And because these materials are being ordered in huge volumes, 
of business is able to offer their customers discounts that they can't find anywhere else. The startup was founded in 2015, and initially, they saw huge losses because the interest from their loans hadn't started to come in yet. Of course, this is something that Of Business had anticipated, and they covered these losses with their Series A and Series B rounds. Then, in the financial year of 2018, they turned profitable, and have seen a 73x jump in their profits since then. Next up at number three, we have India's only profitable online used car marketplace, CarTrade, which was founded in Mumbai back in 2009, but up until the financial year of 2017, they were operating at a loss. They had raised $240 million, and they were working very hard to achieve profitability by cutting their losses by 90% between the financial year of 2016 and the financial year of 2017. But it wasn't until the financial year of 2018 that car trade became profitable. They achieved this through internal restructuring, several key acquisitions, and cost-cutting measures, specifically in the advertising and marketing department. Today, CarTrade is generating profits worth 85 crore rupees and is planning to go public in the near future. Moving on to number two now, we have New Delhi-based consumer technology startup Boat, which has achieved something that most market experts thought to be impossible profitability in India's consumer technology hardware space. Imagine Marketing Services, which is Boat's parent company, was started in 2013, and they launched Boat in 2016. Now, the reason why Boat has seen so much success is that they've managed to capitalize on a number of Indian technology trends. They started off selling charging cables and power adapters right as India's smartphone market hit a tipping point with the launch of Geo and the influx of Chinese imports saturating the Indian smartphone market. Then, once everybody had a phone, both started making affordable speakers so that people could play music using Bluetooth. But their most recent foray has been into wearables like headphones and smartwatches. And they've launched all of these product lines with affordability in mind. They've managed to find the perfect balance between cost and quality, which is how they're able to sell 15,000 units every single day and generate profits totaling 49 crore rupees. All right, so we're almost at number one now, India's most profitable startup. But before we go there, there's a couple of honorable mentions that didn't make it onto the list, but I thought that they were worth mentioning. And by the way, I've sorted these in alphabetical order. Firstly, we have Beardo, a direct-to-consumer men's grooming brand that posted a profit of 2.2 crore rupees in the financial year of 2020. Then we've got India's most valuable startup, Baiju's, which posted a net profit of 20 crore rupees on revenue of 1,430 crore rupees in the financial year of 2019. And I wish that we had more up-to-date information on these guys, but unfortunately, that's the last time that they shared information on their profitability. After Baiju's, we have InsureTech startup Digit Insurance, which was the first startup unicorn of 2021. Like Baiju's, we don't have a lot of financial data to go off of, but they claim to have been profitable for the first three quarters of the financial year of 2021. 
Then we've got SaaS-based customer relationship management startup Freshworks, and their Indian entity was profitable in the financial year of 2019, but we haven't got any information on their profits since then. After Freshworks, we have conversational messaging platform Gupshub, and they claim that they're profitable and that they have a healthy EBITDA margin of 20%. Next, we've got construction and real estate B2B marketplace Inframarket, which became a unicorn earlier this year and posted a profit of 8.6 crore rupees in the financial year of 2020. Then we've got omnichannel beauty retailer Nika, which is another one of India's rare profitable unicorns with 78 lakh rupees in profits in the financial year of 2019. And then finally, our last honorable mention, Zoho, which isn't technically a startup anymore. They've been around for way too long, but we love to talk about them here on Backstage with Millionaires. They generated profits worth 800 crore rupees in the financial year of 2020. All right, now that we've shared all of our honorable mentions, let's move on to number one on our list, Zerodha, which is India's largest stockbroking platform. Back when Zerota launched in 2010, retail investing was something that the average Indian and more generally the average human being was intimidated by. There just weren't any easy-to-use investing apps out there, which is why Zerota is called Zerota. It's a combination of the word zero and the Sanskrit word for barrier, rota. And that's exactly what they're offering to their customers, a zero barrier way to access India's stock market, or at least almost barrier free. There is a 20 rupee or 0.03% commission, whichever one is lesser, on intraday trading. And since daily traders contribute almost 98% of Zerodha's daily trade volumes, and Zerota itself contributes to 15% of the daily trades in India, these commissions bring in a lot of money for the startup. In the financial year of 2021, they generated profits totaling 1,000 crore rupees, and they're onboarding 400,000 users every single month. So this number is only gonna go up. What's more, Zerota is completely bootstrapped. They've never raised funds and they have no plans to. All right, that was our list of India's top 10 profitable startups. I hope you enjoyed the video. Despite the fact that I wasn't in front of the camera for a solid chunk of it, unfortunately, these top 10 videos actually take a lot out of me and they usually take between three and four hours to film, which the thing that really takes me the most time, honestly, is memorization. I have my phone right here, so I, I memorize each and every sentence, and that includes numbers, dates, percentages, names, you know, all this stuff. So whatever sentence or paragraph you hear me say in one go, usually I've attempted to say that same sentence like between 20 and 30 times before you actually hear the final cut. So I hope it didn't detract from the video. I hope you guys didn't find it boring. That wasn't my intent. I'm just, I'm trying to make sure that I don't burn out as a, <laughs> as a creator, right? Now that we're making two videos per week, I, I wanna make sure that I have enough energy to get me through the week because you, you guys don't see all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, but me and the rest of the Backstage with Millionaires team, we work on scripts, we're editing videos, but, like I said at the beginning of the video, I hope that you learned something from this episode. These were some amazing startups. So yeah, 
As always, thank you guys so much for watching this episode of Backstage with Millionaires, and I will see you in the next one.